Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. Lots of NFL news going into Wild Card Weekend. Coming off of Black Monday, who's going to play? Who's getting traded? And our pick six for this week as well. We'll talk college football championship, college basketball, big coaching changes possibly coming, and even a little Major League Baseball tonight. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by TrueClassic.com. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover, with all kinds of things to talk about tonight. Dad, how you doing tonight? Doing good. Like you said, we got lots of stuff to talk about, lots of stuff happening, that's for sure. Yeah, and it seems like everything's picking up again, right? I mean, Major League Baseball, the Carlos Correa um, just drama that has gone on all off season. Originally, he's going to sign this massive 13 year deal with San Francisco. Then that kind of doesn't happen. So then it's a 12 year deal with the Mets. Well, then that doesn't happen. Now we're down to a six year deal back in Minnesota where he was last year. Looks like that's going to happen pending physical and all that good stuff as well. Uh, but th- that's got to be one of the wackiest off-season debacles, right? I mean, we've seen before, not very often, but before we have seen where a baseball deal gets announced but then actually doesn't happen. But now that happened twice, and both of them being the same physical concern, now he's back where he started out with a six-year contract instead of a 12-year contract. Still getting paid a lot of money, but that was a really wacky round for Carlos Correa. Yeah, it really was hard to keep up with on that. But, and of course, you know, he's such a good player and a big name there. You know, looked like he had this blockbuster deal. But obviously there were some kind of physical concerns, but Minnesota's familiar with him. And the contract, you know, is half as many years as it was, and that probably makes some sense too. So, Yeah, and breaking baseball news, Dodgers acquire infielder Miguel Rojas from the Marlins for the number 15 prospect in L.A.'s system, 
infielder Jacob Amaya. Massive deal coming. Okay, well, never mind. Uh, but uh, the baseball moves continue to happen. And as we climb ever so much closer to baseball season, spring training starts up, I believe, at the end of February. February 24th, I think, is the date. Um, but I could be wrong on that. That's spring training games. So obviously, there'll be a report earlier than that as well. Uh, college basketball, Dad, there's plenty we could talk about, but I just want to talk quickly about the Kentucky situation. Coach John Calipari, uh, the fans aren't very happy with Coach Cal here in Lexington. And uh, this week it was reported after Texas fired Chris Beard for his um, uh, the accusations against him, the report basically immediately came out that said Texas had reached out to Coach Cal through the backdoor system. I mean... I could tell you here in Lexington, people are okay if he leaves. But I don't think he will. But interesting, right? I mean, Texas has money. They're moving to the SEC. Um, it's an opportunity. I, I don't know. Does Cal even consider leaving Kentucky? Um, well, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, people have not been pleased there. Um, I don't know. You know, he hasn't moved around a whole lot in his career, but he has some. And, um, you know, there would be a lot of money there. And like I said, they'll be in the SEC. So if he was going to move, maybe that's an opportunity um, he would consider. And we'll see, you know, how the season goes. Ben, like I said, we won't take a lot of time tonight talking about college basketball, but it's really been off to a good start as far as, um, you know, a good competition and, and you know, wins and loses and, and wins and losses. And, of course, we're into conference play. So I think it's going to be an exciting time, and it won't be long before we'll be talking about March Madness. So, Yes, indeed. I, on my local hour that actually came out last night, uh, I talked with EKU women's basketball guard Marissa Mackin. She was the ASUN player of the year two years ago, transferred into EKU last December, but had not played until this December. And uh, so chat with her about EKU women's basketball. Then we had the highest recruit ever in EKU history, Leland Walker, freshman guard for the men's team. He was on too. So if you like college basketball talk, go back and listen to the Sports Note local hour. It dropped last night, like I said. Uh, college football dad, Georgia absolutely dominated TCU. Wasn't much of a game. I was uh, coming back from a basketball game pulled up the score, and it said, I asked my son who was with me, I said, does that say halftime? It was like 38 to 7. I was like, oh, my goodness. So uh, Georgia, clearly the best team. They beat Ohio State in a close one, and they're able to pull off that one back-to-back years as champions. And it won't be long now. We'll be talking about Stetson Bennett and uh, other Georgia Bulldogs in the draft. But uh, dominant performance, any thoughts on what Kirby Smart's doing down there in Georgia? Well, like I said, they're obviously dominant, and to me, it's very interesting, Kirby Smart. You know, when he went there, you knew he was a good coach, but I don't know if anybody thought, you know, someone would go from Alabama and all of a sudden really not only challenge Alabama, but be in control of the situation. So, and of course, they can recruit well there. I mean, their talent level is really Unbelievable. I mean, you know, we followed the draft a lot last year, and that was a record. 15 players from Georgia went in the NFL draft, and here they completely, you know, win again, go undefeated. They did have a close game with Ohio State, but, boy, yeah. they dominated in the, in the championship game. And, um, 
I, I think they'll definitely be at the top for several years. Where they'll win several more in a row, I don't know. But I think they're just going to be just like Alabama, boy. It's always a strong, strong team. I think Georgia's going to be that way for a while. Yeah, I think so, too. It'll be fun to see kind of the replacement quarterback who comes in as quarterback at Georgia. And uh, we'll be talking a lot about quarterbacks over the next couple months as we get into the NFL draft and the quarterbacks that are there. We'll talk more about that even in just a moment. Uh, Dan, let me give you a second to talk hockey, all right? Not very long, but the Preds have been on a roll there. Uh, it seemed, at least when I look, it seems like oh, now they're finally winning some games. So how's the hockey season shaking out so far? Yeah, they've, they've made a turn. They've won four in a row. They're undefeated on this road trip. They're on a national game tonight against Toronto, and um, they're playing a lot better. The key is their goalie, UC Soros. He is, you know, he's uh, really hot the other night. Set a record, what, 67 saves. I mean, a lot of shots, but he um, and got his first shutout the other night, and they were on a could it be, I guess, a four-game winning streak, six-game scoring streak, and playing better. And even the media feels like, you know, they have a, you know, um, they, they, there's a, Nashville's a team they can't, can't quite figure out because just when they want to write them off, all of a sudden they do have a lot of talent and they have really young players that are now in the lineup and contributing uh, night in and night out. So, um yeah, they're, they're, they're doing good, and the hockey season looks like it's been a real exciting hockey season. I think it will continue to be here again you know, as we get to closer to the playoffs. Would you say the Predators maybe have found some guys that are a perfect fit? Yes, I, it, it, look, it looks like they definitely have. Um, the defensemen, you know, they picked up a couple guys that have really helped. Niederreiter has really been a good addition. Um, you know, McDonough, the defenseman has. But they've had young guys who they didn't think would come up yet that got a chance and have stayed there. Parison, Parisian, I believe is how it's pronounced, is on the top line, doing well. Novak has scored several games in a row. Several guys they brought up have um, stayed up from there. And, of course, Yossi and Forsberg, um, DeShane Johansson are all playing well, especially Forsberg. Well, since they are a perfect fit, that brings us to our sponsor for today's episode, TrueClassic.com. Today's episode is sponsored by True Classic, and this brand makes t-shirts that actually fit, not to mention are super soft. I'm wearing actually a polo today from True Classic. Uh, When you're not in the perfect shape, finding the right shirt can be incredibly frustrating. So, you know, you look at most of your t-shirts, they're either too tight in all the wrong places or They're too big and boxy, but not at True Classic. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men get their fit on at an affordable price. And the Sports Stove Podcast listeners get access to absolute best deal that True Classic offers. For a limited time only, get 25%. That's right, 25% off with the code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Again, it's trueclassic.com. Use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Fantasy, And the reason why that's the code is because starting at the beginning of February, we'll be launching the new show, the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com and uh, partnering with BellyUpFantasy. And so we're going to use that code for your True Classic discount. TrueClassic.com, BellyUpFantasy is the promo code for 25%. That's a ridiculous deal. 25% off your purchase there. 
All right, Dan, let's take a quick break. We're going to hear uh, what else is going on within the world of the Sports Stove podcast. When we return, we talk NFL and Wild Card Weekend. Here's what's cooking on the Sports Stove family of podcasts. Hey, everybody, I'm Vince Stover, host of the Sports Stove podcast, and just want to give you some insight on what is ahead and what is going on within the Sports Stove world. We now have three podcasts for you to listen to. It's all under the umbrella of the Sports Stove podcast. We have the Sports Stove Podcast, the original show, and uh, that's just me and my dad. We're talking all things sports, just like we would riding in the car, listening to Sports Talk Radio. We just give it to you, talking NFL, Major League Baseball, college football, college basketball, all things sports. Me and dad bring that to you each week. Then we also have the Sports Stove Local Hour, which covers Eastern Kentucky University sports, where we talk all things EKU with student athletes, coaches, and administration all come on to talk about Everything that's going on inside the world of EKU sports focused heavily on football, men's and women's basketball, and some EKU baseball as well. And then thirdly, we're introducing the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, where every week, myself and a guest will bring you all the latest and greatest fantasy baseball news and updates. We'll give you advice, opinions, as well as talk Major League Baseball news throughout the year as well. So make sure you stay tuned for all these great episodes. You can su subscribe to the Sports Stove Podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for the Sports Stove Podcast, and you'll find us there. That's what's cooking on the Sports Stove family of podcasts. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by TrueClassic.com. And, Dad, it's time to get into our football talk of the day. Let's start at the top of the draft. The Houston Texans have a chance to clinch the number one draft pick. They choose to go out and win a game that uh, puts them down to number two. So now Chicago jumps up to number one. We'll go back to the Texans conversation. They could have done a number of things that could have got them that number one pick. They were losing. Then they came back. They went for two. And they legitimately went for two, got it, win the, win the football game. Did the Texans make a mistake and uh, in, in ending up at number two instead of number one? Yeah, well, again, you know, we've talked about this. I don't think you can ever, you know, try to lose. And I guess you could have done some things, you know, to not win. But, um, I, you know, I think winning is better. And they're in a spot, you know, they're going to need a quarterback. They're going to be able to get a good quarterback. Um, but it was interesting, you know, they did win the game, which did hurt them, but then they fired their coach. And so I don't know for sure what all is going on there, but then, you know, they'll get a new coach and hopefully, um, you know, having the second pick in the draft, not the worst thing in the world there. Um, but you know, it's not number one either, especially when you need a quarterback and have your choice, but it seems like there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Of course, we're going to hear a lot more about that. You know, I, I, as I was listening to national sports talk some this week, you know, I think, man, three and a half months, and we're just going to keep hearing the same thing. But once we get to the combine and things get a little closer there, but, you know, there's going to be quarterbacks that are going to say just as good as this, and you don't know is, you know, Stroud better, is the kid from Kentucky better, you know, is definitely the boy from Alabama, is that definitely the guy – and it's going to go back and forth all the way around the line. So um, it'll be very interesting. No doubt about it, several teams need quarterbacks, and there may be some veteran quarterbacks um, on the market. So, Yeah, we're not only going to hear about it, we're going to talk about it <laughs> throughout these next three months as well. 
It's it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Will Levis is not going to be the number one pick. He will not be the number two quarterback taken as well. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked that by the time all of this stuff is done, Will Levis isn't a first-round quarterback. Uh, I don't understand why he's being listed as that right now. I mean, just go back and watch the, the film. I mean, my goodness. But anyways, stranger things have happened. Uh, and I'll get I'll get more dogmatic one way or the other on that as I have the chance to do some research on it too. Uh, that being said, yeah, it's either Young or Stroud as the, at the number as the number one quarterback. How in the world do the Texans? I don't I don't see any negative about the Texans losing that game on Sunday. Had they lost it, I, I understand throughout the season if you say we're not going to win a single game, don't even try to win. I get that, but the final game of the season to determine the number one overall draft pick, you hurt yourself way more by winning that game than you would by losing that game. I think it's stupid. I think that the decision to do so, because could they still get one of the top two quarterbacks? Sure. Uh, but can they get their quarterback? That's the question. And they might have to trade <laughs> trade with Chicago to get up to number one to make sure they get that quarterback, which means they're going to have to give up other assets. Where had they just lost the game, they could have gotten the exact guy they wanted without losing anything at all. So I think it was a horrible decision. That being said, Chicago had it figured out. They win by losing. They get the number one overall draft pick. The I will tell you right now, I'll take all the drama out of it, Dad. They're not drafting a quarterback, and they are trading down. I would be absolutely shocked if Chicago doesn't trade out of this spot, uh, and they will definitely keep Justin Fields as their quarterback, and I think we'll see him trade. I've said from, from the day that Chicago was number one, I said Indianapolis makes the most sense to go up from four to one, get the quarterback that they want ahead of the Texans, and um, and go from there. And that'll be a fun rivalry for the next several years, Indianapolis with either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and Houston with the other guy, whichever one they don't take. And they're in the same division, so that'll be a fun, fun race along the way. I say, unequivocally, the Bears trade out of this spot. What do you think? Um. I, I think the Bears will trade out of this. You know, again, you, you hear a lot of talk about, you know, should they take Bryce Young and should they trade Justin Fields? Um, you know, I, you wouldn't think so um, from there at all. But, um, again, you know. I, but listen, I, if I'm Carolina, who's further down the list, I'm calling and asking because Justin Fields is going to be cheaper than number one. So I'm calling and asking, hey, what do you need for Justin Fields? Although Carolina passed on Justin Fields, by the way, uh, in their draft. But uh, those teams that are a little further down on the list, I think they call Chicago and say, what do you want for Justin Fields? Because I think he's cheaper than the number one overall pick. But I think at the end of the day, Chicago is going to get a load from somebody, whether it's Indianapolis or uh, Carolina or somebody else. They're going to get a lot of picks out of it at the end, at the end of this day. Justin Fields, I'm, he's not going anywhere. He's in Chicago. Yeah, they, um, it, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see. That's what Chicago ought to do, and you would think they would get a lot for him. They are in a little bit of an interesting situation, though. Do you give up a lot there? Because if you don't, what is Chicago 
going to do? Are they going to take a quarterback? Well, no. Okay. Then you're going to still get one of the top two quarterbacks if you can, you're can. if you're in the third spot or you can move up to that. There's going to be a lot of jumping around with this. And um, Chicago, you know, Chicago could be, should be able to handle this um, correctly and come out with a lot of it. But I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, will they be able to, um, who wants to go up? What do they have, um, you know, to give from there? And um, Ch- Chicago should come, I mean, they should come out of this well, you know, however they do it. But um, yeah, you, you, you just don't ever know. It would have been simpler, like you said, if Texans would have lost, we'd know exactly kind of what was going to happen. But um, we'll yeah. see. I mean, if nobody trades up to Chicago, then you got to trade up to three because, I mean, you're going to have to move ahead of somebody. If you want one of the top two quarterbacks, unless you're Houston, you have to move up uh, ahead of somebody because somebody else is going to move up if you don't. Uh, I would be shocked if they don't. In the top 10, all right, so you got Chicago one, Houston two, Arizona three. I don't think Arizona, I think they find a coach that can come in and work with Kyler Murray and make things work there still. Because I still actually think Kyler Murray can be as successful as the average NFL quarterback is. I think he can be at, uh, in the 8 to 14 range of quarterbacks in the NFL. So I don't think there's any reason to get rid of him, move on from him. Who they hire will will say a lot as well. Yes. Um, Indianapolis needs a quarterback desperately. They're at number four. So if no one goes up to number one, well, then they can, they can, they're probably going to have to at least move up to number three because someone else could leapfrog them. So it's not that you're afraid Chicago is going to take the quarterback. It's that you're afraid that someone else is going to trade up and get the quarterback if you do not. Seattle's at five. Do they need a quarterback? I mean, they're in the playoffs with Geno Smith, but Geno Smith is not the long term answer. But I don't think Seattle goes quarterback uh, there in the first round, uh, at least with that pick. Detroit at number six. I don't think they need to get a quarterback. I think they can get better by going another way and sticking around a little bit with Jared Goff as they're currently playing. Vegas, they're in the hunt for Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo. Doesn't look like they're going to go young. It looks like they're going to go older in their quarterback search. At number eight, Atlanta. I think they at least should, and I think they will give Desmond Ritter an opportunity. See what he has. Can he have a whole offseason underneath his belt? Knows the system uh, now that he's been there for a full year. Good things can come from that. So I don't think Atlanta needs a quarterback. That's where it gets funny, though. Number nine is Carolina. They got to have a quarterback. Do they go out and get one of these guys, older guys that are out there? Or do they go ahead and make that move up to get a guy? Or stay where they are and go with uh, Will Levis or whoever the third quarterback ends up being? I still don't think it's Will Levis. I think there's another quarterback that will jump up in that conversation. But we're not there yet. You got Philadelphia at 10, no need for a quarterback. Titans at 11. Uh, I don't think that they go for a quarterback either. I still think Derek Carr in Tennessee makes a lot of sense. So I think they go veteran at number 11. 12 is Houston. They get their quarterback at the top. 13 is the Jets. They need a quarterback. But again, a guy like Derek Carr makes a lot of sense for a team like the Jets. Uh, They're at 13. 14 is New England. You wouldn't think they're drafting a quarterback there. 15 is Green Bay. You wouldn't think they're drafting a quarterback there. 16's Washington. That's the next the next team. They need a quarterback. But will they go out and get a veteran guy? 
or will they wait and get a guy in the second round, so on and so forth. So there's a lot there, – there's teams that need quarterbacks, but there's also some veteran options. Dad, Tom Brady, what, where does he go next year? Does he stay in Tampa? Does he go to Vegas with a guy that he knows in Josh McDaniels? Does he go to Indianapolis? I mean, wh- I mean, I don't think Tom Brady has what it takes anymore, personally, and watch him prove me wrong here in the playoffs, but, but I don't think Tom Brady has what it takes. Jimmy G, I don't want him on my team. Derek Carr, he's a guy I'd be interested in. So you look at all these quarterbacks and these drafts and everything like that, you have to play in and factor in what are the team needs and does a quarterback put them over the top, right? Because a quarterback doesn't put, I don't think, Detroit over the top. They need other help. Um, Same with Arizona. They need other help. So I don't know. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about it all the way through the draft um, and all these things. I'll continue to put out mock drafts at the beginning of each month, and, and we'll have fun with it. But it's interesting. Let's get into coaching changes. Houston, you talked about Lovey Smith fired. I think I think there was an understanding going into this year that he was only going to be there one year. I think I think he knew that. I think that because he was like option number eight for Houston this year. They they interviewed all kinds of people and nobody accepted the job. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I guess we'll hire Lovey Smith. So I don't think that's a big deal. I think he knew it was coming. All that kind of stuff. Uh, but you look at teams, Arizona's an interesting one, Denver, Carolina, all these teams that are looking for coaches and maybe more to come in the days ahead as well. What currently stands out as the job you think coaches would want to would want to get? Well, um, and again, you know, we don't know if anything else is going to open up, but with the ones that are there now, um, that's a good question because, you know, you want to have a quarterback. I think Arizona's interesting, again, depending who comes in and how they feel about Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, that could be a, a real good job if you're looking at it with that. Denver, of course, Russell Wilson looks like that's um, a pretty good job there. Houston is going to be a rebuild, but, again, they've got, you know, they've got a, a, the pick there early. Um, and a weak division which could be a help and a weak division. So I, I, I don't think Houston is the worst job of the, uh, in the bunch now. Carolina kind of the same way. They're in a weak division. Um, so I, I don't know if there's a lot of differences. I mean, I'm sure when you, you know, if you're on the inside getting into ownership and different things like that, GMs, you know, then they're, 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 there's a lot of issues. One might stand out over the other. But um, do, you, do you remember who the two worst teams were last year? Do what? Do you remember who the two worst teams were last year? Um, not right off. I should, but Jacksonville and Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> Jacksonville's in the playoffs. Detroit was one game away from the playoffs. So yeah. you look at teams like Houston and Chicago. Um, Houston, especially because of that division, you get the right pieces through free agency in the draft. I mean. Nine wins could get you the division. <laughs> so yeah, I think Jacksonville gets better. I think Indianapolis gets better um, and possibly Tennessee too. So it's not to say that it'll be a, a cakewalk, but a team like Houston can make a very quick turnaround, go from three wins to um, seven wins in a year and put you in a whole different spot, right? Right. And so uh, Sean Payton's out there. Now, if it's a team that's not New Orleans, you have to give up something to get Sean Payton. What will that be? We don't know yet. Still waiting to find out. 
Uh, Dallas, the talk is if Dallas loses this weekend, that Mike McCarthy could get fired. And the Dallas job, if the Dallas job opens up, we know Sean Payton is the guy they want. Uh, that has been very clear for about a decade now. Um, so so we know that's the situation. I don't think McCarthy gets fired. I don't think the Cowboys lose. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, Denver's interesting, right? They had these these last couple of games for Denver. Denver finally looked like they belonged in the NFL again. Um, and so the coaching hire in Denver is crucial. And Jim Harbaugh is a name that's been floated around there at Denver as well. He's had a Zoom interview uh, there as well. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how these jobs play out. Tom Brady, though, Dad, is he going to stay in Tampa or go somewhere else? I've heard Miami and Vegas uh, as the two big teams' names floated around. Tom Brady next year could go on to a third team in his career. I would I would think, you know, that he'll stay in Tampa, but I, I don't know. You know, keep moving around, you know, it's a different system and – um, I don't know. It, 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 I guess he could go anywhere. I guess people, you know, would, would like to have him. It's going to be a, definitely a one year, two year situation because, you know, he went to Tampa and they won a Super Bowl. So, um, it did work there. But like you said, he's getting older. Um, I think he's got to be in the right spot. And I don't know that he's totally the answer, I don't know that he can – the next place he goes, will he bring in all the players like he did at Tampa? I don't know that he can do that because, you know, I mean, he brought in a lot of talent right off the bat there, and then there was already some talent there. So that that helped. Um, it, it's hard to say what's going to happen um, with Brady there. Well, I mean, if you're Miami, now you know where I stand on this. Would you have rather next year – have Tua or Tom Brady? Yeah, I think Tom Brady could be a good fit in, in Miami. And it might be good because Tua, you know, is going to have to recover or whatever, and Brady's not going to be there for a long time. Um, you know, you might still have, you know, Tua down the line or whatever. That 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 would be an interesting pick there. It's an area that probably would fit well with Brady, um, his kids being in Florida and staying there in the area. I could be wrong, but I feel like when when they talked about Miami before he went to Tampa, there were tampering issues. I felt like there was floated around like ownership stake for Tom Brady in Miami. So he could go there and play, but he'd also get ownership stake in the team. Um, if that still stands, and if that's true, I mean, it makes sense, right? You got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle there. You got an offense. You got some opportunity. To me, that's the only place Tom Brady can go and have success. And then somebody this week, and I forget who it was, so I apologize, uh, but somebody on the Dan Patrick Show this week, a professional, said, don't count out New England for a return for Tom Brady to New England. Uh, that would be absolutely crazy to go back to New England uh, for Tom Brady to close out his career where he all where it all started would be intriguing too. What do you, how do you feel about Mac Jones? Do you think he's a quarterback that's going to stick around for a long time, or do you think maybe his time is limited? <coughs> I would think he's going to be fine. You know, coming out of last year, I thought it'd go a little better this year. Um, I, I think he can still be their quarterback there. So, 
Um, I don't know that, you know, it will be short-lived. I think, you know, again, you know, Belichick knows what he wants there, but I, I would think Mac Jones would still be fine. But again, you know, when you're talking about Mac Jones, we talked about quarterbacks. There might be some interesting moves with teams. Yeah. Uh, guys moving around that you, you know, you think, well, they're kind of set on that team now. And um, I, I think there could be some moving with the veterans. Um, because again, this is supposed to be a pretty good year for quarterbacks and there may be teams that would like to go ahead and get a young guy. You know, you keep hearing the way finances are now with quarterbacks, you get a rookie, you've got him on a rookie deal for three or four years. Um, financially, you know, as soon as they're going to resign, you know, boy, the, the numbers just keep going up and up. So, um, that probably factors into it too, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, a rookie first round quarterback, you got him for five years. Um, which is what makes it so so great. Uh, I like to play this game, so we'll, let's play it. Uh, Mac Jones or Tua? Which quarterback you like better? Because of health, Mac Jones. Okay. I um, mean, you were singing the praises of Tua not that long ago. Um, let's see here. Mac Jones or uh, Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. He's a better yeah. quarterback. He is. He is. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones or Dak Prescott? Um, that one's a little, little closer than what you think, to be right honest. Um, no, it's not. You have to say Dak Prescott, but after this weekend, you never know. You might say Mac Jones. No, I will not say that. Uh, I'd take Dak Prescott over Mac Jones any day of the week. Uh, Mac Jones or Joe Burrow? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. All right, let's let's get on with the show. Uh, Tua and Lamar, two quarterbacks who've been injured. Miami has said Tua will not play this week. That pretty much takes the Dolphins out of the playoffs, doesn't it? Yes, I, I would think it does. Should the Dolphins go all in on the Wildcat system, running Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle as their quarterback this week? I, I would think that you'll see them at the Wildcats some. Um, I mean, they'll have to throw a lot of stuff at them to try to stay in the game so you can see about anything from there. I don't think they've announced the quarterback yet, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson. Uh, Teddy dislocated a pinky finger two, we two weeks ago, I think now. And uh, so he can throw the ball. The question is, is, is how well. So, if Teddy Bridgewater's playing, it won't be a blowout. If Skyler's playing, so long, Senoritas. Um, Lamar Jackson, what do you think? Is he going to play this week for Baltimore? Um, I don't know. I haven't heard. Um, I hope so. But, again, Baltimore's in a tough spot. I don't, you know, we'll talk about it in a minute. I don't know that they're going to win the game um, either way. So, I, I'm not sure where it'll be with him. Yeah, right now, Lamar's still not practicing. Um Backup quarterback Huntley is currently scheduled to start. We'll see if that changes. I don't think it matters who plays quarterback for Baltimore. I don't think they win this week. Uh, but we'll get to that in our pick six. Last quarterback question, that's Jimmy G. Uh, it doesn't make any sense for him to be back in San Francisco. Brock Purdy doing his job. Uh, they got Lance there as well. Jimmy G, I mean, again, Vegas has been rumored to be after him if they can't get Tom Brady because Josh McDaniels knows him well and feels like he can come in and run the system and be successful in Vegas. There will be a team outside of San Francisco that wants Jimmy G this year. I don't want him, though. I just I think he's a fine quarterback. 
but he's not he he's not going to win you games. He might not lose you games. He's not going to win you games. I like a quarterback that's going to win me games. Um, your your season-ending thoughts on Jimmy G and what he can bring to a team next year. Well, I, I think, you know, he might could be a starting quarterback for some of these teams, but I, I don't believe he's a franchise quarterback at this point. I don't believe he'd be the long-term answer for anyone. Um, again, you know, he might be a guy that goes to a team that gets one of these um, rookie quarterbacks, and that might be a workable situation for a year or so. But um, I, I don't think he's be the long-term answer for anybody, but more likely he'll be a quarterback for somebody next year and maybe a starting quarterback. Maybe so, maybe so. All right, Dad, let's get into our pick six this week. We are picking all of our games this week, and you can pick games with us. Uh, we have a special uh, uh, competition set up, Sports Stove Playoff Pick'em. And uh, through runyourpool.com, we got the link posted on our Twitter page at Sports Stove. You can find it there. And we'll try to put it in the comment section and possibly even in the podcast notes, too, so you can check it there. We've already got that. We just put it up today. Got 10 people signed up for it already. Uh, You included into that. So uh, let's look at our picks for this week. We'll pick all the games this week. There are six of them, so it works out well. Next week, we'll still do pick six. We just won't have six games to pick. All right. Uh, Let's get started with Saturday's games. San Francisco hosting Seattle. San Francisco, a 10-and-a-half-point favorite over Seattle. Uh, Brock Purdy still getting the numbers right. 10-and-a-half points for Mr. Irrelevance, a pretty big deal. Uh, What do you think this one's going to look like? Um, That's a lot of points, but I think San Francisco will win, and I think they can cover this. I think they're ready to go. And uh, I'll, I'll go with San Francisco. Yeah, I just, I mean, 10 and a half's a lot, right? I, I think San Francisco wins. Seattle, can they can they cover 10 and a half? I don't know. I just, I don't trust Seattle. I, I keep thinking this, this run for San Francisco is going to come to a crashing halt. But when, I don't know. I'm picking San Francisco also at, at 10 and a half. I'm going to go the same with you there. Uh, as well. I don't think it's a super high scoring game, but uh, I think San Francisco pulls it off also. The game I'm really looking forward to on Saturday is the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Florida against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Chargers are the home, the, excuse me, the, the road favorite, but only by 0.5, half a point uh, there as well. So uh, Chargers or Jacksonville, which way do you go with this one? I'll take Jacksonville on this one. I think they're going to keep going for a little bit. I think they're playing well. They're at home. Of course, haven't been in a playoff game, you know, um, in a while with potential like this. I've been big on the Chargers all year, but I I think Jacksonville's playing good at the right time. And, um, you know, like I said, it should be a great game to watch. Could be a close game, but I'll go with Jacksonville. I told you I can't pick the Chargers. I told you that, I don't know, several weeks ago now. I said, I just can't pick them anymore. Uh, they're too disappointing. They, they're they so inconsistent as well. If they're healthy, man, they've got a really good team. Austin Eckler's had a great season. At the end of the day, and I like Justin Herbert, but I'm going to go Jacksonville too, Dad. I, I think Jacksonville being at home is big. Uh, I think the crowd is going to be absolute bonkers down there. This defense for Jacksonville has really stepped up. So if Trevor Lawrence can play a clean football game, 
I think they win this football game. I, I, I would not be surprised if the Chargers win, but I'm going to pick Jacksonville in this. I would be surprised if the Seahawks win. I would not be surprised if the Chargers win. I'm going to go Jacksonville in this game, though, as well. And I think, again, a pretty low-scoring game. Uh, I don't expect this one to be a shootout. I expect it to be a little bit more in that, I don't know, 17-13 range, something like that as well in this game. Uh, Sunday, then, is Buffalo and Miami kicking off. Buffalo is at home, 10.5-point favorites over Miami. We already know Tua won't be there. Uh, I think that sinks the Dolphins, uh, no pun intended. And Buffalo, I was concerned originally with how they would come out this week. Uh, all the emotion in the last two weeks, could they continue that? It's very draining on a team. But they're playing a really, really weakened Miami team with without a good quarterback. So I'm going to go Buffalo 10.5 on this one. How, how do you lean? Yes, I'd agree with that. I think Buffalo will be ready to play. They showed that last week. Uh, they're at home. And like I said, Miami, you know, it's not, not a full strength in a lot of ways. So I think Buffalo can cover that. It's wild. We have three division matchups this weekend with San Francisco, Seattle, Buffalo, Miami, and Cincinnati, Baltimore. Played a team three times in a season is typically not a great thing. But again, I just I think Miami is so weak right now. Uh, I think it's an easy, easy draw for Buffalo. Uh, here's an interesting one, Dad. I have a feeling I know which way you'll go on this. But Minnesota at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the New York football Giants. Danny Dimes and the New York Giants have stunned a lot of people. Not Vince Stover. I told you from the beginning, Brian Dayball is the man. Good things are going to happen in New York. Um, Minnesota, 13 wins this season, but their last five weeks have not been good. Here they sit, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Which way do you go, Minnesota or the Giants? Uh, well, you know, Minnesota's at home, and uh, they've had a good year, and I don't have any doubt it'll be the Giants will win this one. So <laughs> I'll go with the Giants on this. I think the Giants will be ready to play, and, um, you know, Minnesota's luck will run out, and um, I'll, I'll definitely go for the upset with the Giants on this one. Brand-new head coach. First, your first time ever as a head coach in the Minnesota Vikings have, but so do the New York Giants. Home game, that should give you the advantage. Usually three points automatically given to the home team. Well, they're only favored at three and a half. I think Minnesota should win. I think they're the more talented team. But for whatever reason, it has not clicked for them these last several weeks. They've not been playing good football. The Giants just seem to be a little bit more disciplined. So I'm going the Giants as well. And uh, it'll be big to see if Kirk Cousins can show up. If Justin Jefferson can have a huge game. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings win, but I'm going to go the other direction and pick the Giants. I think this is the highest scoring game of the weekend, Dad. Uh, I think this these two teams will put up some points uh, this weekend, and we'll see the most points scored in this game. I feel like Buffalo was an easy pick, Dad. The other ones weren't. How about Cincinnati-Baltimore? To me, this is a gimme. I think Cincinnati is clearly the better team in this matchup. They are at home, six and a half points. It's more than I like, but I'm going to go with it anyways. I I like Cincinnati all the way through in this one. How about you? Yes, I agree. I think Cincinnati being at home, I think Cincinnati's playing well. I think they're ready to make a run. It'll be interesting to see. I think they could really go a long ways here in the playoffs. 
But with Baltimore, I think, um, again, I think Cincinnati is going to be ready to play. I think Burrow's a good leader. I think he'll help with that. And, um, yes, I think Cincinnati, again, six and a half, a little bit of a, a big number there. But I, I definitely think Cincinnati will win, and I think they can cover that. Yeah, I mean, even if Lamar Jackson plays, he hasn't played for several weeks now. And I don't think you can expect him to come in and, and be great. Now, granted, a lot of what he does is based off of his legs, which helps out a lot. When you're coming in off an of injury, you can come in and still maybe play a decent decent game of football. But I I just love what Cincinnati's doing. I think they're a really good football team. Uh, they are my picks in the AFC to get through this year. Um, so I think Cincinnati wins this game. And I think they win it relatively easily. Well, let's go... Down to Florida, Dad. Monday night football. The Dallas Cowboys versus Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, a home underdog in this game. Two and a half point dog. Dallas, the favorite in this in this game. Dallas had a chance to win or compete for the division title, and they got whooped against the Washington Commanders. So what now? Do they come into Tampa and win this game that they're favorited to do? Or does Tom Brady get the best of Dallas? I think Tom Brady gets the best of them. Um, I, think this, I think this is at Tampa, and um, I think they'll be ready to play. Dallas has been real up and down. Of course, as everybody knows, I'm not a boy fan. But um, they really have been up and down. They did not play well last week when they should have. They should have had a lot on the line, and they were not ready to play. Tampa, you know, again, be a little bit rested up here. And, um, again, Tampa, you know, got a losing record. So, but, you know, this could, really, this could really be interesting for Dallas to go out of the playoffs, lose to a team with a losing record. Um, yeah, Coach McCarthy may be okay, but um, – I don't know. This will be this, this will be interesting. Now, maybe Dallas will get hot like they do some weeks, and maybe they'll blow Tampa out. But especially if you got a close game, um, I think Tampa will win a close game, no doubt about it. There's a hole in your argument, Dad. You okay. said Dallas has been up and down. Tampa, they haven't been up. They've been no. down the whole season. They've been Eight consistent. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I got them right where they want them, right? <laughs> well, I know you love Dak Prescott, but Dak Prescott or Tom Brady in the playoffs—I don't think there's any question about that. I think the Dallas defense is better this year than Tampa's defense. Um, I think that Dallas is better coached than Tampa is as well. Granted, Tom Brady in the playoffs—I get it—but they have been—they have not been good this year. Um, at all. And so if they, I mean, you know, Tom Brady has a lot of throwing yards. That's because they've been losing every game and he's had to throw the ball. He's got really good receivers. I'll give him all of those things, but I don't know. Dallas is just the better team and they should win this game. And so I feel like I have to pick them because of that. That's the only game we disagreed on this week is Dallas and Tampa. Uh, that's not super surprising, uh, as well. Just knowing, knowing our general thoughts on these teams, and everything like that as well. So, um, like I said, if you'd like to join uh, our competition, the Sports Stove Playoff Pool, um, you can do so. The link for it is on our Twitter page, at Sports Stove. And like I said, I'll post the link as well in the uh, podcast notes 
so you'll have those also if you're listening to us on the podcast version. You got to get in, though, before Saturday for the game start on Saturday to be involved in this playoff pick em. And so join us uh, through runyourpool.com as well. All right, Dad. Uh, anything else? Anything else we haven't covered yet that we need to cover? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Like I said, it'll be a interesting playoffs. You know, our Packers were very disappointing, and it's oh, a little hard. Get, it's a little hard to get excited about the playoffs when your team is not in it, especially when they should be. But um, I think there'll be some good games um, this weekend, no doubt about it, and it'll be interesting to see how this this goes. I mean, you live close to Cincinnati, so I'm sure there'll be some hype and excitement about that. Uh, oh, there's, there. there's that, yeah. Yeah, now my youngest is a Bengals fan, so I, you know we'll, we'll pay attention to all that still. The games will get better next week than they are this week for sure about that. Let's talk about Green Bay, though, for a second. We're 47 minutes in, so if, if people don't want to listen to us talk about Green Bay, they can they can tune out now. Um, Aaron Rodgers, retire, come back, go to a different team. Which one do you think happens? I don't think he'll go to a different team. Um, I think he'll probably come back, but um, I think that one could go either way. Um, you know, he. I think he could retire. I do, I do not think he'll go to another team. I think if he's done here, he could be to the point where he's done. I do think they have young players. I think he likes some of them. I think it'll depend, like he said, on the, what the team does with a few of these older players what direction it looks like it's going to go in. Um, I don't think they'll make a lot of demands on him, but I think if he does come back, he needs to be all in and probably more involved in the offseason um, than he was this year. And, um, you know, if he wants to try to win another Super Bowl, um, I think he has some, some, some material there that he could work with, or he may just say, you know, I'm done, and I'm ready to go. I would be shocked if he goes to another team. Should the Packers trade for DeAndre Hopkins? Um, I don't know. The correct answer is yes. It, it, would, it wouldn't be bad. I think it would be a good thing from there. That, that might be a good guy to get. Yeah, and I think he'd be affordable to a degree. I don't think it would cost a lot as far as trade capital and stuff like that goes. And you're talking about Christian Watson's the real deal. He proved that this year, real deal. Romeo Dobbs still has some growing to do, but he's good. They still need somebody else, whether it's a number one or a number two receiver. They need somebody else there. Um, and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins could come in and be a big boost, I think, to this offense, especially if Aaron Rodgers is still there. Um, I think the DeMar Hamlin situation in Buffalo plays a factor into Aaron Rodgers' decision. He's talked a lot about he wants to be able to have a very full life outside of football. And so big injuries and things like that play on his mind a little bit. And I think the DeMar Hamlin situation may play a factor into Rodgers' decision, even though it was a freak accident, doesn't happen a lot, all those kinds of things. I could see Rodgers going, you know what? A lot of my buddies aren't going to be here anymore. I'm... You know, at that point, I got plenty of things I can do in my life. He's a weird dude, and football isn't everything to him. Uh, and so he's got things outside of football he wants to do, and this could be it. This could be the time to do it. It fits the Packers' timeline because Jordan Love's there, 
Um, you know, they're going to sign him to a contract without really having him play much if Rodgers comes back. So it's it's an interesting situation. As Packer fans, I think I can speak for both of us. We're okay if he retires. Um, you know, he had a long career, good career, a lot of good things as, as a Packer. I'm tired of the drama uh, as much as anything. I'm okay if he leaves. I'd rather him not go to another team if at all possible. So if he comes back, I'd rather him be a Packer. But um, at the same time, I'm okay to move on. I'm okay to see Jordan Love, see what he has. Can he be that guy for Green Bay? Can we go on another two decades with Jordan Love as our quarterback after Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as well? I would not be surprised that all of Rodgers retires, um, and I would not be surprised at all if he comes back. I would be a little surprised if he ends up getting traded going somewhere else. Uh, that would be a little surprising to me, but we'll see how it all shakes out uh, there as well. But I think DeAndre Hopkins makes sense, Dad. I don't know what you can get him for. My guess is you could get him for like a third-round draft pick. And I would say, yeah, let's let's do that. Sign me up, <laughs> right? I mean, we missed out on Randy Moss because he went for, what, a second-round draft pick, I think, when he went to New England or where the Raiders, I forget where he got traded to, uh, from Minnesota. We missed out on, on Randy Moss. And Favre hated that. And honestly, I did too. So go out and get a guy. If he's affordable, make things happen. That's that's my thoughts on, on the situation as well. Anything else, Dan? Nope. I, I think that'll do it there. Um, nope. We've had a good night tonight. Check out the hockey game. Predators are tied up one-to-one, so it's good. One-to-one right now uh, in the second period. Uh, Flyers lead 2-1 at the end of two. Nobody cares. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't forget to go to trueclassic.com. Use the code BELLYUPFANTASY to get 25% off your purchase. Don't forget to go to the podcast notes or Twitter at SportsStove and uh, use the link to get into our runyourpool.com playoff pick them uh, through the Sports Stove podcast as well. And continue to pay attention because coming soon, Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show Tips off in uh, February, so very right around the corner as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. <laughs>